Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 397th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with two exciting co-hosts. First of all, we've got the sly man himself, the man who dabs on the haters and on the podcast, Scrawn. (laughs) Yep, that's me. And I'm going to make this one an especially nice dab episode. (laughs) And then we've got the the most wonderful, the fluffiest, uh, the fluffiest Elder Gloss. I mean, the fluffiest Whimsicott. (laughs) Just just rub it in, won't you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, (laughs) What's what's even worse is out of like the number of Pokemon that have been um, that have been confirmed for Pokemon Sword and Shield returning. There are so many that are just overlapping with designs that have already been revealed for Gen Gen 8 Pokemon, which I find really surprising. Like so uh, not not in the terms of like Eldegoss and like Whimsicott, but I I mean, it's not out of character for them to even like drop Mareep or Whimsicott into the game because people would be worried that they're overlapping in style. Well, because do we, well, uh, because it, it, spoilers for you, Whimsicott, there was a there was a we'll talk about this later. Um, there was like a whipped cream Pokemon that was announced this week. Another and, one? Uh, yes. And <laughs> and you know what's better is Swirlix has already been shown in the trailer. So Swirlix is in this game Ooh. and so, it goes it goes with this new Pokemon. The thing is, the thing is, Whimsicott doesn't have one Galar Pokemon that tracks onto it. It has two already, so... Uh, yeah, to an extent, but I think I think it's totally reasonable. Yeah, like I, I think nothing's off the table here. I also, after everything in Pokemon recently, think nothing's sacred. But uh, we, we can see how <laughs> that goes. Uh, oh, all right. Hey, Whimsicott at least has the name going for it. Like Whimsicott sounds way better to say than Eldegoss. I like. 1000% agree with you. <laughs> I 1000% agree. But welcome to the Puckle Podcast, <laughs> the show where we talk everything Pokemon. Uh, Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name I came up with in a basement in 2007. And we we talk everything from the video game to the trading card game to even things like, I don't know, Pokemon Dash. That's a game that happened. Do we talk about that? That game uh, had that was the first game to feature Munchlax, right? Like uh, even, be, even before Gale of Darkness. No, it wasn't before Gale of Darkness, I don't think. I think it was. No, it was. no, no, no. I don't think so. 
Oh, because that's a strict downgrade in terms I, of I don't think so. I think Gale of Darkness was a 2005 release. Um, I, 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 those are the ones that I don't know the years for. I don't know the years for Coliseum and Gale of Darkness. Those are the only two. Man, we need to step up our game facts. I know. This is, these are like, I, <laughs> dude, these I, are the facts that count. <laughs> I've, I've legitimately, I don't know if Pokemon Dash came out the same year or not as Pokemon Coliseum. <laughs> I think it did. And they probably came out both in 2005. I don't know which one came out first. Um, I think you could play as much Lax though in Pokemon Dash, which might count for more. Uh, if anything, yeah. Uh, uh, all right. So, uh, yeah. How's everything going for you guys? Uh, how's, how's, how's been your, your lives? I moved into my new apartment, which means I don't have terrible internet anymore. That's good. Yeah. This entire week I've been doing pretty much nothing but playing World of Warcraft and going to the gym. And it's been, (laughs) it has been absolute heaven. And, you know, I'm, it's kind of like a preparation phase. For when I do go back to school, but like, this has been nice and I don't regret any of it. <laughs> I know what you mean. Like when I went to, uh, when I went to grad school, like there was like an in-between, there was like a two week period where I didn't have class and I didn't have a job and it was just like, oh, cool. I could just do whatever I want for two weeks. This is fantastic. <laughs> and like, it's even more freeing than like when you're like a kid and you have that kind of freedom. Because you're an adult and you're just like, yeah, yeah, I can cook for myself now and I can eat, I can buy a bucket of cheese balls and just eat that. And yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's a good time. Welcome to America. I bought like three catfish sandwiches the other day because I felt like it. What is wrong with you? <laughs> so many things. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right. What about you, Whimsicott? What have you been up to other than buying catfish sandwiches, apparently? What? What? Well, like an American dirty fish, by the way. Okay, but continue. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, not buying catfish. In fact, ever since I moved into my own place, I've been eating a lot less, which is like the opposite of you guys. But whatever. Um, mostly I've been working and planning my summer vacation, and that's pretty much it. Oh, well, that's boring. No catfish sandwiches, huh? No. Um, I don't think that's like, that's like a definitely an American thing. Catfish yeah. is amazing. Well, I mean, catfish are in a lot of parts of Asia and Europe. Like, they're everywhere. Oh, we have them. We just don't usually eat them. There's like better fish. Exactly. Like, they're edible. They are eaten, but I don't think, like, I, if I had to go out there today and try to find a place that sells catfish, I would have a really, really, really hard time finding one. I mean, maybe there's something about American catfish then if other countries don't like it, because it's an amazing fish. Or maybe I just live like not even 200 miles from the Mediterranean Sea, which is full of tasty, tasty fish. So I'm going to be completely honest with you, Scron. I think catfish is the worst fish. It tastes like dirt. But we'll, we'll oh. continue. <laughs> oh, okay. I see how it is. Uh, <laughs> I'll see myself out. I will continue, though. Uh, so for myself, I've been, I mean, I've been doing a lot of stuff. I've been trying to get Patreon stuff out the door. Um, that's been fun. And then we, I, uh, I started doing perlers to help myself not be depressed. And then uh, <laughs> that's a really bad way to put it. I shouldn't joke about that. Um, and then. Um, and then I went ahead. Yes. 
Are you making all of the non-legacy Pokemon in like grayscale <laughs> parlors? Uh, so I did the Gen 2 <laughs> sprite for uh, Totodile. It is in color though. Um, it is like a full Gen 2 Totodile sprite. That's really cool. Yeah, it actually came out pretty well. I was surprised. Um, I'm waiting for that Trubbish Perler. Trubbish Perler? Do you want like a full-on Trubbish, like Gen 5 style sprite? Or like you want just like the oh. party sprite? Oh, Gen 5. Gen 5. I gotta hook up. Trubbish. I gotta get the Perler stream organized. I gotta get my desk all cleaned up. I've been too busy streaming the Nuzlocke though. <laughs> um, that did not go well the other day. Um, oh yeah. Like I was watching the ice we, we, yeah, area. We, we rebounded like pretty well in that Nuzlocke after we like went down to like three members of the team, like right before Nimbasa gym. Well, you have freaking Victini, right? Not anymore. You uh, lost Victini? <laughs> Okay, so what happened was, um, this is really stupid. So like I was trying to grind. Um, I was just trying to grind up for clay for the clay's gym, the ground gym in uh, black. And I was just like, oh, we can go to the double battle area. We can level up faster. Um, And so we went and we got into a wild double battle with two herdier. And what happened was um, I I wasn't paying attention to movesets as much as I usually do. And herdier at that level gets crunch. And what happened oh, was no. both both Hurtier targeted Victini with Crunch. The first one hit it, and it was like, oh, it got this w- the defense drop. It got the defense drop. That was the problem because like it would have taken two crunches without the defense drop, and then it took the second crunch and it went down. Um, we lost a lot of guys that day though. Like we we lost Crockerock. It went down during the gym battle. Oh um, no! Yeah, it's so it, good in that. Oh my god! Yeah, it's sad. Um, oh, and then and gosh. then and then so like we got and then so like we walked out with five mons because like we we ended up lo- losing Tortuga during the grind. Have you had like um, a staple of your Nuzlocke team that has been with you the whole time? A Pig Knight. We still have Pig Knight. Okay, that's good. We still have Pig Knight, and uh, <laughs> that that's all we have. Well, we have Pig Knight. Got to get we bacon have, to the finish. We have Duglet Ducklet. And we have a uh, what's him called? What's it called? We have a uh, uh, fungus. And then we walked into Chargestone Cave to like end the end the stream to see if we could get like one more person. I'm like, cool. We have a sixty percent chance of picking up something that we could absolutely use, uh, either a Joltik, a uh, a Clink, or there's like a two percent chance he could pick up Tynamo, which would have sucked to an extent. But would have been because really cool. yeah, that's such a pain to level up. But like I would I would have just grinded. We we could have just grinded Tynamo and we would have been happy. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, we walk in there and we get Pharaoh Seed, which has like awful synergy. So like we have nothing like going into Skyla. We have absolutely nothing. Um, we're going to have the roughest time with Skyla. Like I, I think we might be able to get something out of the Pharaoh Seed, but that's about like we're going to have to like over level Pharaoh Seed. And that's the problem. The, the thing is, we do get one more route before before. Um, yeah, what, yeah, we get one more route and uh, we get one more route and then we get Celestial Tower. And that's okay. what we'll get. And so there's a chance, there's a 20% chance to grab a Zebstrika over there. And if we play in the winter in black, we'll end up picking up Cub. We could, there's like a 30% chance for Cub Chew. Or like so, Cryagonal or something. Uh, well, no. So Cryagonal is in Twist Mountain and we can't get ah. to Twist Mountain before Skyla. Ah. Uh, and even then Cryagonal's got like a 1% chance encounter. Winter isn't for like almost three weeks. Okay, so like, so. let's not talk about real problems, um, because we'll just uh, we can just set the clock to whatever. Adjust we want. today. Yeah, okay, okay. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. <laughs> I'm a little awful. It's fine. <laughs> we can we can adjust that date to whatever we want it to be on the 3ds, and I'm going to do that because it removes the chance for tranquil, and I absolutely don't want tranquil. 
<laughs> I, mean, I, just, I just don't want tranquil. I guess some people might be against it, but when your current claim to fame and your current choice is we have pig night, you need help. Yeah, we we have <laughs> we have pig night ducklet fungus fungus not a mungus fungus. Hey, hey fungus is useful. Not do, not against the flying gym. I'll tell you that much. Not not against the flying gym. I I I'd leave him at home. The yeah. only thing that we have that can maybe help with the flying gym is maybe we get Pharisee to do something like maybe and then Ducklet. Like once it get becomes Swana, maybe that can do something. You know, just leaf seed and uh, hyper potion to victory, right? Yeah, <laughs> like that's our only hope is like that that we can get Pharisee to pull out something because Pharisee doesn't evolve until level forty because this is Gen five. Like this is <laughs> yeah, Gen five. Everything evolves every, at higher levels. Everything evolves at stupid. Like Ducklet still at Ducklet is level thirty one. Like. <laughs> It's a ducklet at level 31. It evolves at 35, thankfully. So, like, we're almost there. But, Ooh. man, does that suck. <laughs> I'm kind of hoping we pick up Cubshoe. That's what I'm hoping Are you for. letting yourself catch, uh, like, stationary Pokemon? So, like, Volcarona and stuff? Um, it's pretty much whatever the chat decides. Um, like, I kind of let the... But we can't get to Volcarona until the post game in black. Oh, oh what about the fossil Pokemon? Then? We did that. He died. Oh, yeah, yeah, Tortuga. Yeah, we had Tortuga. He's oh. out. That's so sad. Yeah, he died. Uh, unfortunately, wow. we replaced him with Ducklet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's not a good. We're not in a good place right now. <laughs> we're not in a good place. We're working on it. Oh, so if you want to come and check out that Nuzlocke, come and watch that on stream. Uh, you streamed yesterday. I, I stream. I so what two I've days been, ago. So what I've been doing is I've been doing uh, Wednesdays. I do viewer battles. On, on Sun and Moon, and then I do the Nuzlocke on Thursdays. Um, and then I'll I'll also like stream randomly over the weekends if I have time and, and things allow for it, just because I'm really addicted to this Nuzlocke and I really like doing it. So <laughs> it's a fun time. I like doing it. And like the energy in the chat is much different than the viewer battles, so I really enjoy it. Yeah. I want to see your graveyard when it's all over. Oh, dude, it's <laughs> almost a full box. It's pretty oh, bad. No. It's like it's like half a box right now. Like no joke, it's like half a box. Like there's there's two whimsical or not two. There's two cottonies in there, two sandiles. Uh, you, you killed me twice. Though? Yeah, yeah, I did. It was really bad. It was uh, you got crit, um, by something You're stupid. You're a horrible person. I. It's always like a series of crits, and they all happen like sequentially, like all at once. That was the problem because what happened was. I was, uh, so like with Crocorock, Crocorock was in like a favorable position to like beat the Excadrill for clay. And, um, then I forgot that Hones Claw also boosts accuracy. So my plan to just mud slap it into submission wasn't a good one. Um, and so like I almost got it and I almost knocked out the Excadrill and then he was like hyper potion. And I'm like, I forgot that trainers used to do this. And. You you forgot the AI used to have an I in its name for something. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, wow, I forgot that they used to do this. And what was even worse, um, so we had Vanellite still at the end of that battle. Um, but I totally forgot there was a mandatory like rival battle afterwards with oh. Bianca. Um, so like I went and healed and then we went out, out of town. And Vanellite was going to win. Vanellite was about to seal the deal because Vanellite came in on, uh, on uh, Servine. And because I was just like, oh, we can XP grind. And I like I did like some minor like showdown calcs to make sure that it wouldn't die. Um, and I was just like, cool, it won't die. And 
so it icy winds the servine and i'm like sweet that must mean that vanilla will be faster now and we can click icy wind with no worries yeah no um, <laughs> the servine the no. servine outsped the outsped the uh outsped the vanilla and then crit it um and that was the only reason it died was because of the crit <laughs> oof it was sad still it, it was sad still you killed me twice me yeah, I'm well, sorry. But let's hope I'm you offended. can make it through. But yeah, that's enough about Thatcher's Nuzlocke Adventures. Let's go talk about the news. So let's cue that epic music. Coming to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower, this just in... And welcome to the news in the news. We've got a few things. So I guess because of the way Sword and Shield are shaping up and the fact that we've got like a new cycle happening, uh, one of the things that we should probably do is just like every week, if there were new Pokemon or old Pokemon that were shown to be in Sword and Shield, I'll give the update on that so that we can all maybe breathe a sigh of relief. Uh, I, I hate doing this because it's like Smash Brothers on steroids waiting to see if your favorite character made it in. And it's like, well, instead of having like 50 characters, you have, you know, 800. So honestly, this is awful. Honestly, I've just been depressed ever since I heard the words legacy Pokemon put together. So said that nobody said that you did. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. Um, Okay, but so uh, there was a recent trailer dropped by Nintendo of America that didn't really show anything new, except the fact that Lapras made it in Maw Isle made it in. Uh, the Ferrothorn line made it in and the Toxapex line made it in. So I think that brings like the total number up to like 190. Why? <laughs> Why? Ferrothorn and Toxapex? Because someone loves Seth Vilo, apparently. So like we can throw the balance argument out the window now. I'm like 1000% sure. The, the one thing that I think would be cool, like from a competitive standpoint, is maybe we get a nerf on Regenerator. That would be good. I would be perfectly fine. Like the only thing that's missing is like Tangela makes it in. Make it like 20% instead or something. 25, 20% instead of 33. Like, I think that would be a good nerf. Um, I think that would yeah. change Regenerator enough. I, I, I'm just throwing things out there. I'm not the Pokemon company, obviously, because I wouldn't try to do this. Um, all right, moving on. <laughs> Ooh, the shade. Uh, the shade's just going to be there for the next, like, four or five months, however long it takes, right? Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll make it through this, everybody. We'll make it. Uh, the other thing is they announced the name for the newest uh, the newest attack uh, for that steel type competition they were having a few months ago. Back in May, I believe it was. They announced mm-hmm. that there is a that there is a new attack that does 50. Per- it's essentially um, Blacephalon's uh, signature move. Uh, mind blown, but steel type 50 percent mm-hmm. recoil steel type 150 base power. And so in Japan, it's called uh, the, the it doesn't translate well. So it's either translates as exhaustive beam or do or die resistance. Um, so nobody really knows. Uh, the name is based on a pun of on two different Japanese phrases. So we don't know what it's going to be. Uh, we don't know what it's going to be called in the U.S. yet. It's uh, it, it's interesting. They showed some screenshots of it happening. I mean, it looks like a Pokemon attack. I don't get hyped for that kind of stuff. So maybe somebody else will, though. Uh, Pokemon World Championships registration is also open now for DC. 
So you can go ahead and pay $10 to be a spectator and you get two booster packs just like we did it over at the national championships or the international championships. And if you want to compete or uh, no, if you want to compete in the last chance qualifier for pocket for pocket, it's $30 and you get six booster packs. Go do it because you'll be like, you'll probably make it in anyway because that's all the people that will sign up for pocket. And <laughs> that's that's some shade at the pocket scene. But yeah, if you want to go to Pokemon Worlds, that's taking place on, I believe, the 16th. Uh, to the 18th of August, you can go ahead and go over to DC, go purchase those right now. Those are live. I have seen the spectator badges for those run out before, unlike the international championship. So I would say go do it sooner rather than later. If you plan to spectate, if they have extras, you're going to be needing to wake up at 4am to be in line for them. Yeah, it's uh, I think they're handling it better though this year. We'll see. Um, the latest Funko pop Pikachu figure is out. Um, and it's adorable as always. It's got Pikachu drinking a slushy on a side, side duck, uh, boogie board. So I, I'm kind of into, I'm into all these Funko pop figures to be fair. I like all of them. They've done, they've just done like a really good job with that. And, uh, I mean, that's, that's a bulk of the news I think here. Um, oh wait, there is one thing that we, that I think is far bigger and we should probably talk about it. First of all, um, this past week we changed five star raid bosses in Pokemon go to armored Mewtwo until I believe the end of the month, I think like the 29th or something like the 31st of July. So exactly and here I thought we could get through a news segment without mentioning Pokemon Go. I had to mention that part because, like, that's kind of cool. I'm kind of into it. Um, I think just for, like, a collection aspect, which I'm really into the catching them all in Pokemon. Hint, hint, Game Freak. And we can... Uh, <laughs> uh, but I'll, I'll go ahead and probably go out and try to catch, catch one of these for myself because it's just cool. It's cool artwork. I wish it was the old armor Mewtwo and not the one from the new Evolutions movie. But I'll take what I can get. Because they're really just trying to this is this is for the promotion of the movie that just released in Japan. And the bigger news that I did want to talk about that I think is really interesting just from a video game standpoint, because obviously I run a Pokemon podcast. So I also kind of dabble in just like video game news, video game history, stuff like that. And Nintendo just announced the Nintendo Switch Lite launching on the 20th of uh, of September. So that's really soon. That's like two months away. Um, and it is a $200 Nintendo switch. Um, I'm so unsurprised by this announcement because it's the same year Pokemon's coming out and they, they've just done this consistently with Pokemon yeah. releases where yeah. they go, Hey, we're going to launch a new version of our system. Um, and it's going and Pokemon's going to be on it. Right. And, and in like a year we'll see an enhanced version. Yeah. I, I don't know if we'll see an enhanced version per se. Uh, I, we will. I, I don't think, I don't think that so, honestly, just cause the install base is really good with the Switch as it is right now. And I don't think they want to like add features. I think if they do anything and hear me out on this, um, what you do to make a Switch Pro instead of making a whole new Switch console, what you do is you go ahead and you build a dock with a GPU built into it. And that way you can have external GPU power going to the Switch and you can pump up the resolution. Boom. Interesting. Fix your problem. I think that's better than a switch, a, a new switch, right? I mean, it, it'd you probably to, be better for customers, but like, I think Nintendo would want to sell more systems to sell more games. So for in, in the, in the part of not just like a system from a video game standpoint, if you want to keep your marketing consistent for the switch, which I think they've done a much better job for the switch than something like the Wii U per se, and especially the 3ds with all of their model names and stuff. I think what they do is they want to keep it separate. They also have this issue of size with the docks and everything that they kind of have to maintain as well as the Joy-Con size. So like if you make a new, more powerful switch on the outside, it's not going to look any different than the old switch. And I think that creates a lot of marketing problems. Um, hence why the switch light is in completely different colors than the normal switch. It's got a D pad. 
Um, they they want to make sure that people realize this is a different system. Um, so for those of you un unformed, not a different system. That's a PSP. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it kinda, it kinda, so so the Switch Lite is essentially a PSP. Um, maybe more like a PS Vita. Um, it, it has a D-pad. It's two hundred dollars, and it doesn't have TV connectivity. So it's a Switch that does not switch. Um, for those of you at home, uh, I didn't think about it like that. It's literally not a switch. It's a switch that does yeah. not switch. Yeah. <laughs> Why is this so funny to me? It's the not switch, the Nintendo not switch. Well, I mean, or, it's it's good that it's an entry point to the system, mostly because the $300 price point is probably not going away for a really long time on the actual switch. First, it's also it's just like the cheapest console on the market right now, comparatively. And uh, the switch light is, uh, I don't know. It, it's just a good entry point into it. It's good for kids. It's good for handheld. I would pick one up myself only if they figure out a way to make saves better to go back and forth between the switch light and the switch. Because I think I would, they yeah. also added like battery life or whatever. Uh, it's slightly more better battery life. It's only like a half hour. Like that's what it's reported. It's like a half hour extra. So take that for what you will. And it's okay. I mean, I would be more than happy to put this in my bag, though, compared to my actual Switch. You know what? It it might recharge slightly faster because you don't have to recharge the Joy-Cons along with it. Well, so that's true. What what I want to see is uh, if these Switch lights can have some sort of account sharing function with your primary so, Switch. So you can already do that with Switches now. You can have an account sharing. The problem is um, not every game has cloud saves. For example, Animal Crossing isn't going to have cloud saves. Pokemon doesn't have cloud saves, and the new Pokemon also won't have cloud saves. So you can't you can't boot up one Switch and then be like, "Hey, download the save data from my other one for some of these games." And so it doesn't make it a perfect one to one. And until they come up with a better system for that, where I can do that, because unlike so, like I own, we all know I have a problem, and I own like five 3ds's, right? Yeah. And so I own five 3ds's. And that's because I can take a cartridge out of one and put it in another and still have the same save. I can't do that with the Switch and the Switch Lite. I can't do that because all the ga- all the saves are internal to the Switch, um, which is great in terms of like, I mean, if, from a Pokemon perspective, if you really hate people who hack Pokemon into the game, this is great news for you. It makes it 1000% harder. Uh, granted, I think the Switch Lite may have an exploit. <laughs> Because it's a new system, or if they're using the same architecture they were using before, it might the the uh, the exploit's just gone. We'll we'll see. We, we shall see. <laughs> well, so, I mean, the only way to do it now is to like short two pins in the right Joy-Con socket on a on a regular Switch, and you can't slide anything into the Joy-Con socket on the Switch Lite. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. So it's gonna it might be a more involved process. Uh, but that is enough from Thatch's modding a system corner. There is a Pokemon version of the Switch Lite as well, if you're into that. Um, it does look really pretty because it's white with like the blue and I guess magenta. I, there's a pink uh, color. It? Because it's not even white. It's like a boring gray and like Zation and Zamazenta on the back are not even in color. They're just out. It's it, it well, looks that's how they, that's really how done, sad. That's how they've done Pokemon consoles forever now. Um, like the new 3ds that had the uh, Sogalea Lunala, it was just their outlines, and then yeah, but it was like a glittery black. It that's looked true. awesome. That's true. And then I think I mean they've been doing this pretty much forever. I think I think that, I mean since Gen Four at least, uh, because I know there was a special DS Lite that you could buy with Diamond and Pearl that had a Actually, Dialga and a Palkia on it. 
And Actually, there was a there was a Pokemon Game Boy Color, but the, yeah, but okay, but there was a Pokemon Game Boy Color. It didn't ha- it wasn't for like a game release though, um, because mm-hmm. that one just had like Pikachu and like Togepi on it, and that that's different in my mind. Um, we did get like a couple Game Boy Advances, but it was also like a really weird limited distribution for both of those. And yeah, it was, yeah. I just wanted it's, to it's bring weird. it up because otherwise someone would have in the mailbag. Yeah, uh, the Game Boy Advance is by far my favorite system, though, to play around with, um, because Thatch likes to mod consoles in his spare time. Fun fact. Um, okay, so uh, not to pirate. Let's let's make that clear. Not to pirate. Um, all right, so. That is going to be it. We are going to switch gears to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, where we are going to quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckle's Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. As always, you guys got to use what's in your head, so no internet, no anything. You can only use yourselves to help answer these questions. You guys are going to get five Pokemon-themed trivia questions, each worth one point, except for that one that's not. It's worth more than one. And then you have a hint that you can use as a lifeline throughout the whole thing. And you can cash that in if you get all the questions correct for an extra point. For a possible total of seven points today, you are, of course, going up against your fellow co-host in a race to 30 points to see who can get $20 of T Public credit from the Puckle store. If you're ready, this, as always, is brought to you by AnimeGravy.com, your one-stop shop for all this cool anime art. These guys are fantastic. I love those They guys. are amazing. <laughs> they They're are amazing. Sweet. And I get to see them in a month at MitsuriCon. Didn't they buy us donuts at PuckleCon or something? Uh, they did bring donuts to PuckleCon. They went to Bill's Donuts, which is actually just down like the road from where I live. I was just like very surprised that they brought it because it's like in Dayton. <laughs> you know what sounds really good right now? Cutting a donut in half, putting it in like an egg thing in it, and bacon. They do that with bagels. Oh. Uh, but let's get to these <laughs> questions, Scron, and not talk about breakfast food. Oh, I wish you guys could see my face. <laughs> <laughs> So, if you guys are ready, we have questions all from the Discord server, actually. All these questions. Thatch had to come up with none of these. Zilch, nada. And I think they're all decent. Good job, Discord. Good job. So, you can also submit your trivia over the trivia channel on our Discord server. These guys can't read it. Only I can. First question. What baby Pokemon requires the pure incense to be bred? Pure incense. Oh. First first thing that comes to mind is... Um, oh, man. Isn't it like Happini? Um, it might be Hapini, it might be Badu. Um, no, that's the rose incense. Okay, then it's probably Hapini. Pure. It could be. To- no, it's not Togepi. Togepi doesn't need incense. Um, no, it doesn't. Munchlax about- needs incense, but it needs the lax incense. What about Iglybuff? Iglybuff. Does that even need an incense? I don't think those were introduced. No, it doesn't. Three. The okay. Gen 2 ones don't need any incense. Okay, so... Pure incense. I mean, what are the baby Pokemon added in Gen, like, 3 and 4? We have Why Not? That's the Lax incense. Oh, the Lax incense again, okay. 
something like Badu, that. Badu, which is the rose incense. I mean, the sea incense for like mantic or stuff like that. Wave incense. So yeah, yeah, it might be Hapini. Yeah. I think I think it is Hapini. Yeah, let's go with that. Uh, we'll go with that thatch. Hapini is unfortunately incorrect. What? The answer is Chingling. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh no. Chingling oh. requires the pure incense. I forget what Hapini needs. I, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I don't remember. Oh, I feel so bad. Okay. All right. Next question. What type has the least number of status moves attributed to that type? Uh, by status moves, you mean like stuff that changes? Not physical or well. special. Okay, so not not attacking moves. Yes. Well, um, fairy has few moves, but it also has few attacks. Dragon has dragon nets. That's all I'm thinking oh, about. Oh, dragon is a really good one because it doesn't have a lot of moves, but most of them are attacks. Yeah. I think you might be right. It sounds very much right. Do you want to go with that? Do you want to use the hint since we can't cash it in anymore? Uh, I think dragon's probably a fair... I trust you. Oh, okay. Please don't. <laughs> I don't want to disappoint. Okay, let's... Uh, dragon, I guess... Dragon is correct. The only status move for dragon type is dragon dance. Nice. The rest of them are attacks. Ooh. Yeah, crazy, right? Yeah. Question number three is, as always, your Pokedex question. It's going to be a Pokedex entry, and you have to tell me who that Pokemon is from the Pokedex entry. It's Pokemon X entry reads, Compressing the energy from its internal core lets it fire off an attack capable of blowing away a mountain. Who's that Pokemon? Uh, first thing that comes to mind is Gigalith. That's what I'm thinking. Because it has, has internal core. Oh. I don't know many Pokemon with internal cores, per se. Well, I can maybe think of a couple, but I would personally want to use the hint on this one, unless you want to keep it for the bonus question. Yeah, no, that, that's fair. Let, let's use the hint. That's a good idea. It's a Gen 5 Rock-type Pokemon. Oh my god. Okay, well, okay, okay, fair. Alright, Gigalith. <laughs> Gigalith is correct. You already had it, so like, I don't know how I'm supposed to hint to you something else. Like, you had it. <laughs> you save us the trouble of thinking it might be something else. There you go. Because you guys missed a question, I'll give you a chance for redemption here as well. So you have a chance for up to three points on this question. Because right now you are two for three. Let's see if you get a chance for redemption. This one's actually not terrible. I'm a fan of this question. I think it's got one answer that you might not know off the top of your head. In the anime, Ash has caught a number of bug-type Pokemon on this journey. Three, to be exact. This is including, like, their full line. It's it's Pokemon by their personality, not Pokemon-like species. Let's be clear. Okay. So he's caught three unique bug-type Pokemon. What are they? Butterfree. Obviously Butterfree. One point for each, obviously. Heracross. Uh, He's technically caught four then, but yeah, give me three. Um, <laughs> I forgot Heracross. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so I'm thinking Gen 3 real quick. I don't think there was any in Gen 3. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you have to do all the work yourself, but Butterfree was like... It's cool. I stopped watching <laughs> the anime like 20 years ago. It's okay. Uh, name bug Pokemon in Gen 4. Name bug Pokemon in Gen 4? Cricketune. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he have a Scallopede or something? Or I thought he had a Levani or one of those. He had a Scallopede or Levani. I want to say that both of those were in the anime, but did they belong to Ash? I don't. Yeah, it's not Scallopede. It might have been Levani. No, maybe not. Didn't like Cylon or whatever his name is have Levani? Oh wait, no, he totally had a uh, Vivalon. Oh, I think he did. 
Okay, then. Didn't- uh, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> this is hard. I'm going to need an answer here, guys. Okay, what about Gen 7? Did he catch any bug Pokemon in Gen 7? What are bug Doesn't Pokemon? he have, I don't know, like a Grabbin? Um, Charge a bug or... No, what's I don't the pre-evolution think- of Glyphbud? Uh, Wimpod. Wimpod. Does he have a Wimpod? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. No. Okay, so... Let's do Vivalon, Heracross, Butterfree. Okay. Uh, that is correct with the Butterfree and Heracross. So you'll get oh. two points. Uh, he did not catch a Vivalon. What were the others? So he did have a Leave Annie in Gen 5. Ah! He, did ha- he, he caught Sawaddle and got it all the way to Leave Annie. But he also briefly ca- had caught a Beedrill during uh, the Gold-Silver arc, but he ended up giving ah! it away. So he okay. did have four. Fun fact. Hmm. The Heracross was not included in the question, but that was a good find. So you guys are four for four right now. Let's make it a solid five with the base stat question, as always. This week, I want to know what Dark-type Pokemon has the lowest base defense stat of all Dark-type Pokemon? Hmm. <laughs> First thing that comes to mind is Weavile, Whimsicott. <laughs> Sneasel, you mean? Or Sneasel, yeah. It does come to mind, but... Inkay, Zerua. Inkay's not, like, that terrible, I don't think. Dark-type Pokemon that just don't have defense. Um, Litten? Wait, Litten's a fire-type, not a dark. Let's see. Okay. The dark-type Ultra Beast is a... I know it's all in HP, but I don't think it can be Lord. Like, it's not that lopsided. There are no baby dark-type Pokemon, right? What I'm thinking of are, like, you know, Inkei, Zerua, stuff like that. Absol is, like, decent. It's not Absol. It's not. It's not the lowest, I don't think. So for now, it's between, what, Inkei and... I'd probably just go with... It's not going to be Sneasel, because it was originally just a one-liner. Yeah, that's right. Gotta be a Pokemon that was designed to have, like, three stages or something. So maybe, like, Sandile? Oh, that's not a bad one. Because it probably started lower. I mean, it's really the best we got at this point. There aren't too many dark types, so... And most of them are, like... Oh, I know! It's Carvana. Oh, okay. I'll believe you. I'd say it's Carvana. Like, that's the best guess that I've got. Is Carvana already dark type? Yes. Okay, then then it's Carvana. Let's go with Carvana, Thatch. Carvana is correct with a yes! base 20 defense. It is the lowest base defense of all Dark-type Pokemon. <laughs> well, that was all you, Scron. <laughs> next highest was is Houndour, which is, or next lowest is Houndour with base 30. You can thank me trying to reset and reset to catch Carvana in Pokemon Coliseum <laughs> because it kept fainting after any attack. all right that is gonna be it for this edition of puckles pokey quiz you guys got five points today so that does move the standings around a little bit we will see how that goes actually wow you guys are like both not that high but everybody's close everybody's close to everybody everyone's been signing up for episodes yeah like like, it's really nice not on as much as before (laughs) all right so in first place we have lydian with 22 points in second we have sublime with 18 Followed up by Seth Vilo with 14. Fourth, we've got Sigma with 13. In fifth, we have Whimsicott with 12. In sixth, we have Shamu with 10. In seventh, we have Snag with 9. In eighth, Scrawn, you you are there with 8 points. And in ninth, we have Basket with 4. And bringing up the rear is Yushiro with 3. So that is it for this edition of Puckle's Pokey Quiz. We'll be back next week with more questions for your co-host. We are going to take a short break and be right back with you when we hit the topic. Once again, we would like to highlight somebody who left us an iTunes review. Thank you to Super Mega Walrus. And get ready for this trip, guys. 
Puckle isn't so great. Are you kidding me? When was the last time you heard a podcast with such passion and vigor? Puckle puts the game on another level, and we will be blessed if we ever see a podcast with this much skill and drive for the game again. Pokemon breaks records. Game Freak breaks records. Puckle breaks the rules. You can keep your statistics. I prefer the magic. Absolutely disgusting. Purely filthy. Sick nasty. Well, thank you, Super Mega Walrus. And if you guys would go ahead over to iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast and drop us a review, we would really appreciate it. The more you do that, the more likely people are going to find us and the better and bigger the community can grow. So help expand the Puckle family. Go review us on whatever platform you're listening to us on today. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is going to be the recent Gigantamax trailer that Pokemon dropped. I can't believe we're making a huge topic out of just like two minutes of footage. And right. it's uh, It blows my mind. But let's uh, get into it. So it, they released four new Pokemon, which I guess that's how many they released the last time. I mean, Gossiflor and Eldegoss are the same Pokemon, so kind of, sort of. Mm. Um, so first of all, we, re- we got All Creamy, the cream Pokemon. It is a fairy type Pokemon that is just a bunch of whipped cream with strawberries on its head. And uh, delicious. It's Silent an idol to happy. all pastry chefs. All creamy can produce whipped cream, which becomes richer the happier all creamy is feeling. A Pokemon for a true connoisseur. That you're not wrong. Uh, desserts <laughs> made using this cream are invariably delicious. So many pastry chefs strive to have an all creamy as their partner. When Wait, it, so people literally eat this Pokemon? Um, no, no, they use it as a sh- like the chefs use it to make the whipped cream for them. Yes, so they, like, take cream off of its head. I don't know. It makes whipped cream somehow. I don't know how to explain it to you, Scrum. Okay, this is kind of terrifying. <laughs> yes, very, very terrifying. <laughs> its only ability revealed so far is Sweet Veil. Um, and when attacked by an opponent, all creamy will throw sweet-scented cream to distract them or temporarily blind them, giving itself time to escape. The cream it uses for this purpose has an incredibly powerful soothing effect, and any opponent that tries to eat the cream will rapidly lose the will to battle. Oh my, oh my god. What? How did they think this was a good idea? Yeah. Oh my god, that could be twisted in so many ways. Uh, Okay, so so let's put it in perspective. If I could immediately think of about 18 ways this is a bad idea, I do not want to know what the internet is doing with it. Rule 34 with all cream. Let me tell you. All right, moving on. The next Pokemon that was officially revealed, which hasn't been seen anywhere else before, obviously, is Yamper, the Pokemon Pokemon. The puppy Pokemon. It's It's a Corgi. It's uh, an electric type, and it's got the ability Ball Fetch, which is completely useless. It goes and it grabs the first Pokeball that was thrown that might have not successfully captured the Pokemon. Oh my god, I love it. (laughs) I mean, it's a cute ability. Let's be completely honest. Is there an animation for it? I don't know. I mean, there's not a lot of other animations in this. But um, um, so uh, let's read its description. Uh, Yamper has a tendency to be drawn to things that are moving quickly. It can chase after people and Pokemon or even go charging at vehicles. Yamper has an organ on its body that generates electricity, and this organ is activated when Yamper runs around. Yamper can't store the electricity it generates, so it's often seen running around with electric sparks crackling around it. <laughs> the The art for it's actually pretty cute. That's adorable. Yeah, it's Yamper. We saw it in the demo already. Um, and, it, I mean, it's it's a corgi. They got an electric corgi. Uh, I'd like to see if he has any evolutions, though. I, oh, almost I, certainly. I hope it's kind of like a uh, a Lillipup situation to an extent. 
and we get yeah. something really cool out of it. So the next one that I'm actually like super hyped for is named Roly Coley, the coal Pokemon. He's a rock type and he has two abilities, um, heat proof, but also a new one called Steam Engine, which is actually really interesting. Steam mm. Engine is a new ability that um, gives a speed boost when it's hit with a fire or water type move during battle. So it's a really good counter to fire types. Um, that speed boost has also been confirmed to be a plus three speed boost. What is what? its typing? Oh my god. A plus, plus three. three. Yeah, not a plus two, not a plus one, a plus three. Mm. Roly Coley, uh, for those of you who don't haven't seen it before, like Whimsicott, it looks like a pile of rocks with a wheel underneath it, and it rolls around on the one wheel like a little unicycle. It's very cute. <laughs> I hope it is because the way you're describing it is like a I actually cross between a pile of rocks and the creepy monkeys from Wizard of Oz. It's very cool. It is very cool. Um, its red eye can illuminate dark areas while it uses the lump of coal attached to his body like a wheel to move through coal mines and caves. It seems to be able to travel smoothly even over rough terrain. Until about 100 years ago, every household in Galar region had a roly coli. These families would use coal that it dropped off its body for cooking and heating their homes. Even in the modern day, roly coli is a very popular Pokemon to take o- take for outdoor activities. Uh, that's really uh, that's a really terrible description. It's just like yeah, fossil fuels, but now people still kind of always want to use those fossil fuels. And as a scientist, um... it hurts me. Well, let's put it let's put it this way. It's still a better way of warming up than what they do in Unova. Uh yes, absolutely. Um no poop in your pockets. And that's a that's a deep dive actually. I don't know if anybody really knows that anymore. I'm going to be completely the honest. Da- Darumaka. Yeah, about Darumaka yeah. and people putting its droppings in their coats to stay warm. Well, now they know. Yep, now they know. Uh all right. So, yeah, that's really cool. I think he's cool and uh the internet has speculated that he'll become like a train pokemon, like he'll evolve into a train inevitably, which kind of makes sense. Uh, I hope Fair. it doesn't. I hope it doesn't <laughs> become like a full-on train. Like if it because at that point it's a digimon in my mind. Cuz they're like 50 train digimon. And if we get a train pokemon, I'll be a little sad. <laughs> uh the last one that was revealed his name is Duraludon. It's so hard to say. It's Thatch, it's Duraladon. Duraladon? Yeah. Uh, you're probably right. Duraladon sounds better. <laughs> Duraladon. Um, he is the alloy Pokemon. He is a steel dragon type. Um, and he has two abilities in light metal and heavy metal, both of them bad. What? Why would you have light metal and heavy metal as your abilities? Yeah, this right? Is... They're both the, the, the opposite, right? Like, right. <laughs> it, it looks like uh, it looks like Mecha Godzilla. And it makes sense once you read its entries. The metal composing its body is incredibly durable, but surprisingly light. It only weighs about 88 pounds in total. Thanks to this, Duraladon can move quite quickly in spite of its appearance. Its body is weak to corrosion, however, and is known to rust easily. Duraladon live in caves and mountainous areas. Their two arms have slightly different shapes from each other, and they use these to grind down rock surfaces for food. They share their habitat with Tyranitar, and these Pokemon are often seen battling each other in the mountains of the Galar region. Ooh, so Tyranitar is in Galar. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we knew that for a while, though. That, like, yeah, from yeah, the yeah. intro uh, announcement, we knew that. <laughs> so, yeah, dur- these are the four new Pokemon. Duraladon also gets that new Steel-type move that we were talking about earlier. He's been shown in trailers using it. Yeah, so it might be his signature move. I don't know what's going on. They're trying to make. I think they're trying to make this, like, the next pseudo-legend, though. Is going to be Duraladon. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Like, do you think it's the next pseudo legendary? I feel like it is. I feel like it is. Just looking at it, 
in terms of like it, you can see it has like a decent amount of HP. It's a steel type and also a dragon type. And the one thing that they haven't been shy about revealing are in these games are every single pseudo legendary. I think we're only missing like three so far. I think Dragonite hasn't been confirmed. I don't think Garchomp has been confirmed, and I don't think Metagross has been confirmed. They're gonna put them in there, even though they really they'll make shouldn't. it in. I think those I think those are super safe to make it in. Because like all those Pokemon were introduced in their regions as being like mega endangered, like protected species, and they make it into every freaking game. Yeah. <laughs> because oh, people like that one because it's hard to get, but then but it's counterintuitive because yeah, it becomes it's, easy it becomes to get, easy to get. everything. Yeah. Okay. So some other news that was dropped. We got a bunch of new characters um, in this trailer. This for two minutes. This trailer had a lot in it. We got new new two new gym leaders. Um, they're version exclusive gym leaders as well, which is really weird. It's not like it was back in Gen Five where it was either Iris or Drayden, depending on whether you got Pokemon Black or White, and they were both Dragon type gym leaders with the exact same team, di- with the only difference being the gender of the Pokemon mm-hmm. that they were using. But in this case, we've got Bay, and is it Bay? It is Bay. Um, and Alistair. Bay is a fighting type gym leader, and Alistair is a ghost type gym leader. Both are in, uh, what, uh, Bay is in sword, and Alistair is in shield, which is an oh. interesting concept. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting concept. I'm semi surprised by it. I feel like they're just like, what are some other reasons we can make people buy both versions? And that that's how they did it. I mean, I also do want to I do want to give them a huge shout out this time because compared to Gen Six, I feel like the gym leaders are being handled very very well, and every single design has personality. While before and previous designs, and I would even argue to an extent, including Gen Seven with the trial leaders designs, they 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 just invoke way more personality, just way more personality. Like I think you have you typically have exceptions in generations, but I'd say all four of them that have been shown so far have like their own unique personality. Like Milo, Milo, I still want to know where his nose is. Um, <laughs> um, the internet, the internet has gone crazy with Nessa. Bay has like just like this. It, it's like um, the fighting type gym leader from Gen Four. I forget her name off the top of my head. Um, it, it's like her, but like amped up to a thousand, and then a little. Little sidetrack. Uh, when I was doing the Pokemon demo at Nationals, yeah. my Maylene. What? Maylene. That's right. You're right. Mm-hmm. How do I know something from Gen Four that you don't remember? Uh, what I'd, happened today? I'm really bad at gen, uh, gym leader names. I'm going to be completely. Yeah, honest. Maylene's the finding gym leader. In gen like 4. they they've been they've been trying to be better about characters in Pokemon. You can tell that, especially in Gen Seven. And this time they're doing a uh, the like compared to then they didn't do a very good job revealing the characters along the way. And now they're they're really focusing on characters. I feel like this is the generation where they realized, oh, people like our characters. <laughs> and then we got Pokemon Masters. But without N in it, so... As of right now, it, you'll get your N, and then you'll get Summertime N, and you'll get... Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. I look forward to seeing all of these characters in the TCG in about five to six years. <laughs> I think some of them right. will make it in. I mean, Malo, Malo, Kiawe, Sophocles, and uh, Ilima all made it into. Uh, Don't forget, uh, How? Professor Oak or whatever. S- Samson Oak made it. In. <laughs> Samson Oak did make it in. <laughs> all right. Uh, what I was saying at the Nationals demo, my my Nintendo rep was super into the water gym leader. <laughs> <laughs> they made they made it very clear. <laughs> oh man. It was interesting. <laughs> they not only revealed those new gym leaders, but they also revealed the the uh, chairman of the Galar Pokemon League, Chairman Rose. 
Okay, that sounds sinister. Uh, his, his name is Chairman Rose. He's super into hexagons, looking at his facial hair. And he's made the Galar Pokemon League world famous by implementing gym battles featuring the Dynamax phenomenon. He's also the first one who endorsed Leon for the gym challenge. And it seems he has quite the eye for talent. Um, and his assistant was revealed, Olena, who is also wearing hexagon earrings. It's a lot of hexagons. Yeah, he's going to be the villain, I'm calling it. Olena is Rose's secretary and is known for her <laughs> calm and collected personality. She also serves as the vice president of Rose's company and is, lar- in fact, largely in charge of the day-to-day running of the company. So she's the secretary, but also the vice president, which is very confusing to me. She's Pepper Potts! Okay, so she, manage- so she manages the company so Chairman Rose can do villains. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, th- that's what's going on. She's like the evil version of Pepper Potts. <laughs> But I think you're absolutely right. Like, since the first trailer, we've been saying, oh, Leon is a bit too good to be true. Yeah, mm. right. And, and now, mm, and now this guy is like, mm, yeah. So yeah, they, they also revealed, like, they revealed so much in two minutes. I don't know how they did it. Like, there's so much that was revealed this week. It's like Lysander walking up to you in that cafe. And being <laughs> yeah. Like, this, this world is impure. <laughs> I wonder who the bad guy is. Um, (laughs) Jeez, I wonder who the bad guy is, right? Oh, man, I sure can't tell. So here we go. So the gym challenge is a true celebration of Pokemon battling. Participating trainers strive to collect all eight gym badges, and only Pokemon trainers who have been endorsed by specific people, such as gym leaders, can join in. You and your rival Hop will receive your letters of endorsement from Champion Leon himself, kicking off your journey to challenge the gyms of the region. Once a year in the Galar region, a series of Pokemon battles are held with the League Championship on the line. This is the Championship Cup. The Championship Cup is the tournament to decide who will be able to challenge the reigning champion for their seat. Exemplary trainers throughout the region, such as those who successfully complete the Gym Challenge, are allowed to participate in the Champion Cup tournament. The Champion Cup battles are broadcast on TV, and the people of the Galar region will be watching. So there's no Elite Four? That's what I'm hearing? It kind of sounds like it's going to be like an anime-type deal. I like that. I'm I'm kind that. of a fan. Like they're doing a lot right in this game, uh, and some wrong, but they're doing a lot right. So the sponsors that uh, support the gyms and the champion, uh, some corporations in the Galar region support the gyms and the champion by offering sponsorships. You'll find their logos of these corporations on the uniforms of gym leaders, as well as around the various facilities in Ga- Galar. So I can be sponsored by McDonald's. Uh, essentially, like the Pokemon universe of McDonald's. Yes. I'm going to go get sponsored by McDonald's. That sh- <laughs> so you also get a number on your jersey. When we did the demo, it was two two seven, which is February twenty seventh, which was the Pokemon Day. Um, but you can apparently change that number to whatever you want. Um, Ooh, any three, that's, any that's three neat. digit number, any three digit number. So you can pick the national dex number of any Pokemon you want. I'll yeah. wear it in tribute of Totodile. It's fine. Same, 547, yeah. <laughs> because they will never make it to Galar. You know, just everyone's going to pick 666, right? Or like 420. Not everybody. Like, it's literally That's just going to be boring. That's boring. That's not fun. People are going to do it. I didn't say it was going to be fun. <laughs> All right. So I believe that is about everything. I mean, they had a new thing about Leon um, with his Charizard, which I think is very, uh, very disappointing because every other champion has had like Pokemon from that region. And then now they're just like, the champion's got a Charizard. Boring! Yeah, right? Isn't that boring? I feel like that's just... Ah, that hits. I I don't think we had enough Charizard thatch. Man, what makes me... So, this is a good segue now to uh, the biggest announcement that came out of this trailer called Gigantamaxing. 
So not only do we have dy- Dynamaxing in uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield, we also have what's called Gigantamaxing, which means that when some certain Pokemon Dynamax, they will instead Gigantamax. So Wait, only certain? Yeah, just hold on, Gwimsicott. Get ready for this. Um, certain, Pokemon, certain Pokemon species are capable of, di- of Gigantamaxing. Um, let, me, let me get the real description. Um, the strange phenomenon known as dyna- Dynamaxing can only occur in specific areas of the Galar region. While Dynamaxing appear- seems to be a phenomenon common to the Pokemon from Galar, it's been discovered that there's a special phenomenon known as Gigantamaxing too. Only certain species of Pokemon can Gigantamax, and even among such species, only rare specimens will be able to Gigantamax. The majority will keep their usual appearance when they Dynamax. Gigantamax Pokemon become bigger and bigger, and just like normal Dynamaxing, Gigantamaxing boosts the power of the Pokemon. It also allows each Gigantamax Pokemon to use a unique move known as a G-Max move. Each G-Max move is particular to a specific species of Gigantamax Pokemon, and regular Dynamax Pokemon can't use G-Max moves at all. So, um, um. Let's, let's break this down real quick. So, in interviews about... I, I hate to make the circle back to like the National Dex thing, but... In interviews about cutting Mega Evolution out of Pokemon Sword and Shield, they Omori made mentions that Mega Evolution only highlighted specific Pokemon and Dynamaxing made everybody good. And that's an argument I can buy. Now they've come out with Gigantamaxing, which adds new forms to Pokemon, which aren't exactly evolutions. They're just essentially Mega forms. Right, right. They're, they're Mega forms. They've added Mega forms to certain Pokemon. They're mega big forms. Yeah, we yeah they're <laughs> giant forms. Like I think um, so. There are three Pokemon that have been announced to have it right now. Uh, Dreadnought's one of them. Corviknight and All Creamy. All Creamy just turns into a giant cake, which is apparently a hundred feet tall. Uh, that's oh honestly God. the best part of that trailer, to be honest. Yeah, the jet. <laughs> and so, so I have I have so many problems. So like. I, I'm okay with accepting the fact, like, hey, we want to make every Pokemon good, so we made Dynamax, but then they came out with Gigantamax, which just blows that away. That doesn't make sense anymore. Oh everything can God, Dynamax, why? but not everything can Gigantamax. And then on top of that, um, they said that the only way to get certain Gigantamax Pokemon is to encounter them in raid battles. So you can catch a Dreadnought in the wild that will only Dynamax. You have to go to a raid battle with a Dreadnought to hopefully maybe catch the Gigantamax version of the Dreadnought. Is it like an ability thing or what? So when you're looking at the screen in the demo for Pokemon, there's a Dynamax level that's present in the status screen of the Pokemon. And I'm wondering if that has something to do with it. But a level implies something that can grow on the same specimen. That's, yeah. I So I don't know if this has anything to do with that. I, I think there's more depth to Dynamax that needs to be explained. Because I originally thought Dynamax was a really cool feature. Because it added a lot of strategy and stuff like that. And Gigantamaxing, I think, just blows us out of the water. Uh, for example, we know Dread, Dreadnought's G-Max move. Um, it's a water-type move that does damage. But not only does it do that, get ready for this. You want, you want me to blow your socks off, competitive players? It also sets Stealth Rock. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. It's a water-type move that does damage, but also sets Stealth Rock. Oh. But we cut the decks for balance. We cut the decks for balance, and we got rid of Mega Evolutions because it only highlighted a few Pokemon. If you want to talk about Pokemon that are going to be hacked into the game now, look at right here, Gigantamax Pokemon, which are species that are just rare. Um, it, it also makes me wonder if Gigantamax it will be something that you can also breed down as well. Huh. But I, I'm, all, I'm like, 
I, I'm going to be completely honest with them removing the national decks. I don't feel too hopeful about breeding, whether it's present or can be done well. Like, I don't know if Ditto's going to be there. We haven't seen Ditto yet. And that worries me. I'm assuming Ditto's going to be there. Hitmontop is in a trailer, and you can't get Tyrogue from a Hitmontop without a Ditto. Mm. So I'm hoping Ditto makes it. I feel like it's a given, and I feel like it's just not one of those Pokemon that sells games, so you don't just, like, throw it in your trailers. Mm. Uh, so I, I feel like we're not going to know if Ditto made it until November. And that that's... I, I have a four-month-long apprehension. <laughs> Do we know how many Pokemon are making it? Nope. Anyway? Nope. That makes us even worse. They need to. Be, they need like a little bit of transparency, like just a little bit. They can put some transparency in. That would be great. But yeah, I have so many feelings about Gigantamaxing. I can't believe it. Like goes against everything they've been saying about cutting the decks and balance and um, like I can understand animations if they really are making high quality animations. A lot of the attacks are really cool um, that they're making, but at the same time, like I don't know if some of these new attacks are worth cutting cutting the decks for personally, but. Yeah, Gigantamaxing was a thing that happened. Yes. <laughs> and everyone is wondering why. Yeah, it's like, it's like if you could have already had a mechanic that made Pokemon ha- take on a different form and increase their power. I want to know the person who proposed this at like a conference table meeting. It was like, guys, 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 let's let's just make them big. <laughs> well, it's not even that. It's like the, 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 it like circled back to Mega Evolution with Gigantamaxing. Exactly. It circled back to it. This is Gigantamaxing is literally three turn Mega Evolution. That's all it is. It, plus Z moves. Plus Z moves. It's, it, they took both Z moves and Mega Evolution and squished them together. Like that's what they plus did. Plus Stealth Rock because we needed that. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a. I mean, I would say it's more in line. Like, uh, I would say typical Z moves weren't crazy. Like powerful. Like these. Like this G Max move seems to be. Like this is that on steroids. I would say it's more aligned to Mew's signature Z-move, where when Mew used Genesis Supernova, we also laid Psychic Terrain. Um, and that that's like the closest you get to that. I guess. But the problem is we're going to have Mega Evolutions now that don't make sense. The only thing that can like really salvage this that I would be super happy to see is when, it, because Charizard's in this game, it's the champion owns a Charizard, it's going to be able to Gigantamax. Yeah. I would I would absolutely hope that Gigantamax Charizard is just like one of its mega forms. Like that's what I would hope for. Like also, what do we really need another form of Charizard? Yes. I mean, I mean, I mean, <laughs> they are going to make it different so they can sell more plushies. That's true. I but I can't I I don't know that I could warrant buying another Charizard. Like this oh man, like that's just so just, bad. Look, to look, me. look, you know, you know I'm a big big fan of Charizard. Why? I don't even know a Charizard own a Charizard Y plush. So, yeah, right. You know, I just, I just, I just. Why? I mean, I my brain keeps circling back to why. Yeah, I just, I don't understand a lot of the decisions they're making. I, I, I it Ho- makes me. Hopefully, it, makes, it will make sense. I, I hope it makes sense. I like. I want to have some faith left in this company, right? right. <laughs> I want to have some faith, but like. As a fan, as a longtime fan at least, I feel like a lot of these decisions they're making are very questionable, to say the least. And I hope, uh, I hope, I don't know, I think there's more to be seen. Obviously, we have four months till release. Um, exactly four months when this comes out, actually. Mm. We have exactly four months until release. And that's, I, I want to see them develop some stuff. I want to see what it can possibly turn into. I mean, there's obviously more to the game, because if you think about where we are in the release, er, in the new cycle for this, Compared to other Pokemon games, we always get some big drops, like, right beforehand. And it'll be really interesting to see. And, I mean, there's going to be more trailers where they reveal things like Gigantamax, 
Lapras because that wasn't the leak and it's going to make it. Yeah. Which makes me really sad. So we're going to we're going to see something like that. We'll see. I mean, Sir Fetched was also in that leak and I'm hoping like everything else in that leak has been confirmed except for the Sir Fetched thing. I want my Swaggler. Uh so there is a leak that's like it can it predicted Dynamaxing, Gigantamaxing, Wooloo. Mhm. It gave three gym leader names. Two of them have been confirmed to be real. This was all before they were all announced. No, no, no. Yeah, I've, I've heard yeah. about this leak, yeah. but what's the one thing you were uh, referring so to? The only, the, so there's like one gym leader they haven't confirmed from that leak, and there's also a something else called Regional Evolutions that they said existed. Oh. And Regional Evolutions, um, and the idea was that Farfetch'd would have a Regional Evolution in Galar called Surfetch'd. Hmm. Oh, because um, it's like Sir, because it's in Sword and Shield area. Yeah, I'm hoping so. it's not true, because like regional evolutions make me real sad. Like I understand regional variants. Regional variants are better. Regional evolutions, I think, aren't aren't, aren't a good thing. I think that sets a really weird precedent for the Pokemon company already that they've already put into the game. But obviously, nothing's going to slow down the chain train if it's already in there. Right. Right. And there's also. Uh, yeah, they all, they also confirmed a couple different Gigantamax forms. One was, uh, well, not confirmed, but they, they said that Lapras will be getting one, uh, where musical notes kind of like lay on its shell or something like that. And then uh, Pikachu is just going to be Fat Pikachu uh, in his Gigantamax form. Well, that's kind of hilarious if it's true. Yeah, it'll just be old school Fat Pikachu. I think Meowth gets one, and it says that he'll look like Long Cat, whatever that means. I know what? what long cat is, and I don't what? know why. What? What? Why? What? Meowth, what? Meowth is apparently <laughs> getting a Gigantamax form. Um. Okay. So. Uh, so you know, this just. It's a lot to process. It's a lot to process. Yeah, it just amps up my general impression of this game at this point, which is. Honestly, they were like, oh, we run the Switch, and literally every single person at Game Freak had an idea to throw in, and they put everything and the kitchen sink into the game, and then they forgot to leave room for all the Pokemon. <laughs> kind of, yeah. I don't know. I I feel very weird about this. I just don't quite understand a lot of it, what's going on. And honestly, I probably wouldn't be this critical about it if the Dex was there, right? Oh, yeah. Like, that would... I'd be so pumped, like, no joke. I forgive so many things that they do. Like, I would forgive literally everything as long as the decks was there. And here where they're just like, hey, we're just not going to follow the spirit of what we've been doing the past forever. Yeah. That's the point where I think it gets kind of weird. And I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, same. I mean, it's like, it's so weird to see so many things thrown in and then to have something so fundamental taken away it just doesn't it doesn't seem coherent it doesn't no there's not like, like a coherent message at all exactly like exactly the they they are they the message is weird they are giving conflicting inputs it's yeah. weird i i think hopefully this all gets cleared up before release i think um the one thing that i'm looking forward to is probably somewhere around september october we might find out something more about pokemon home um that's similarly where we found out more about pokemon bank when that was first announced, it was like September before X and Y launched in October. So I'm hoping we get something like that for for Pokemon uh, Sword and Shield. We'll get a direct where they sit down and they talk about home. And th- maybe that clears some stuff up. Maybe home will be a better hub than something like my Pokemon Ranch. Because that's my worry. 
because they say that you, you will play games with them, and I'm hoping it's more than my Pokemon Ranch. Um, if it I is, know, it might clear things up. It might fix things for me. I don't know. Honestly, like the thing that would fix it for me would be a battle system. But at this point, they are putting so much stuff into Sword and Shield that it makes me think they wouldn't do that because the battles you would have in home would be lacking so much stuff from Sword and Shield that just I don't see that anymore. I'm kind of okay with like having having like the new mechanics. Let us choose exclusive to the game. Yeah, I think, yeah, something like that. I don't know. I, it, we'll see how it goes. I'm not super hopeful. Um, also, like, something in bank, you can't have items either, which is also going to make things more difficult, right? Hey, hey, we've been a little bit negative, so I just want to remind everybody that there's going to be a 100-foot-tall cake Pokemon in the game. <laughs> I, I feel like that's really what, what 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 matters right now. That's 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 what counts. That's what counts. <laughs> Uh, we got um, we got Gigantamax all creamy. It's you be fun. quiet, Whimsicott. It's gonna be glorious. Slurpuff, I mean, Slurpuff's in this game. <laughs> so I mean, it's just it's just for <sighs> well, you've heard it for the first time. So like, I know for you, it's like it, it took me probably a good hour or so to to just like grasp what was going on. Um, and be, just because for, unlike typical release cycles, I'm not super like worried about their motivations and what they're trying to do and worrying about what message they're trying to send. I usually just try to have fun. And this time it's definitely like it's 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 a different it's a different set of glasses I'm viewing it from. Um, it's it's definitely more critical. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Everything. Everything does sound like fun. It just seems like. A slightly more empty kind of fun. Than yes, so I agree with that. Uh, and that. um I feel like I'll just end it there so we don't keep going around in circles. But uh, yeah, that's what's been going on in Pokemon lately, guys. That's the news. That's our thoughts on it. Uh, We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. We will catch you on the flip flop. Hey, everyone. If you want to help support the show, a great way to do so is by going to the Puckle Tee Public Store and buying one of the many designs. PuckleCon's coming up, so make sure you grab your PuckleCon t-shirt. If not, you could get some love at this uh, with the Team Snore shirt. So you can get ready for Pokemon Sleep by wearing this awesome Snorlax design. It's actually really cute. That would be really good on a pillow, actually, now that I think about it. Uh, There's also Slowbro Surfing Company, which I think is also an amazing design. You can just go there, buy anything. I think the Prepare for Trouble Tournament logo is fantastic as well. So if you could just go over there, support the show, grab grab yourself a t-shirt, a tapestry, a tote bag. Tote bags are weird, but something that you can get logos on. Uh, Unfortunately, we don't have the phone cases because it doesn't look good. But you can do that tote pillow tapestry notebook so you can take your notes on it for school for that summer, those summer classes you're taking or wear a tank top so that you can, you know, be be cool in the summertime. But yeah, there you guys go. Go check out the Puckle Tea Public Store. Help us out. All the money goes to helping the podcast and just getting us to do cool stuff. So without further ado, we are going to switch things over to the Pokemon of the episode. <laughs> And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 685, Slurpuff, the Meringue Pokemon. 
Its Pokemon Y Pokedex entry says its sense of smell is one million times better than a human's, so even the faintest scent tells it about everything in the area. It's like it can see with its nose! Wait, was that part in the Pokedex entry where they get excited about seeing with its nose? Yes, yes. absolutely. Oh wow, it is! With exclamation <laughs> point and all! You know, I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing to have a one million times stronger sense of smell, because you smell all the bad mm. stuff, exactly. especially the bad stuff stuff i would think it would be horrible to have <laughs> that could be that could be rough i am so sorry slurpuff so slurpuff's actually i mean it's not terrible so its ability is sweet veil unless you get its hidden ability which is unburdened so once it consumes an item it gets plus bajillion speed boost because it's just a times two it just or straight up doubles the speed yeah. well that comes out to be like a plus two to speed which is great no it's a it's a times three right? uh no it's a plus two. Swords Dance is times two. Oh, okay, okay. Agility. It's an agility. It's a free agility if it eats its citrus berry. Other than that, its stats are very unimpressive. HP of 82, attack of 80, defense of 86, special attack of 85, special defense of 75, speed of 72. It's not that great, but when you double that speed stat, it's pretty good. It is in the RU tier, which is also fantastic, and it has a fantastic shiny. Oh, but Belly Drum. That's the reason people use it. Exactly. He gets belly drum. You get belly drum and then you nom on that citrus berry. You go ahead and you get yourself a nice slur puff with 75% health at plus six attack, plus two speed. And he just, <laughs> he goes to town. Yep. He does a lot of damage and he's got decent coverage. I mean, he gets drain punch, play rough and return. Those are all decent moves. Yeah. Yeah. Although, fun fact, a bulky Mega Mawile after the Intimidate can take the plus five Drain Punch and KO Oof. it back with Iron Head. Okay, but we're in RU, so there is no Mega Mawile. No, no, no. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying that is something you wouldn't think would be the case, but it happened to me once and I wanted to mention it. <laughs> At any rate, the answer to Slurpuff is literally anything that's holding a Spoko Sash or has Bullet Punch or has Sturdy. A lot of those don't exist in RU, so get ready for the fun. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yep. Um, it's actually not technically in RU, it's technically NUBL, but it's not a terrible on. So we put it together with some teammates. And so we're running the standard surplus set of Citrus Berry, Unburden, 4 HP, 252 Attack, 252 Speed, Adamant, Belly Drum, Play Rough, Return, Drain Punch. Very standard Slurpuff, eats the berry, goes fast, having a good time. Yeah, I just want to mention, if you're using this on card, check that the 4 HP actually go there. You do not want your HP to end up on an odd number. Yes. Because otherwise you don't eat the citrus berry after the belly drum. That's no bueno. Things that Slurpuff likes, it really likes hazard setters. And so the first hazard setter I was thinking of that's also just a good mon and one of my favorite Pokemon in the RU tier is Roserade. And so Roserade with Technician and Life Orb, 252 special attack, 4 special defense, 252 speed. You get spikes so that you have entry hazards so Slurpuff can knock down the things that it almost can't. Leaf Storm because you're a Roserade. Sludge Bomb because you're also a Roserade. And then Hidden Power Fire because you're a Roserade. And you need to be able to hit things that normally kill a Roserade. With Technician, yeah, that, that's a really nice boost on Hidden Power Fire, too. Exactly, it's yeah. It's a 90 base power fire type attack. The only thing that Roserade can't handle in this scenario is flying types, which are somewhat prevalent in RU, especially Mandibuzz. That's like why we added the next Pokemon, which whoever wants it can take it. Uh, I'll take it. It's Raikou. This particular Raikou is holding Phytinium Z. It has the ability Pressure, because I mean, you don't really have a whole lot of options there. 
Eevee's four defense, two fifty two special attack, two fifty two speed. It's a fast boy. It has a rash nature. Wait, why are we running the rash nature? Rash is what's standard. I don't know why it's standard, but it's rash. <laughs> but it only has special attacks. Why wouldn't you run timid? So we want to do a timid on that for sure. I agree with that. Yeah. So timid Raiko with combine thunderbolt aura sphere. And him her ice. Maybe it's there in case you have like the special variant Raikou with extreme speed. It's got to be something like that. Oh, I know what it is. Yeah, it's Orosphere. You have to have the right Rash Nature special event Raikou. Yeah. Oh, because it's an event Pokemon. Yes. I was going to say, I thought Orosphere was limited to the event. Yep, you have to have the special event Raikou to get the Orosphere. So hopefully you have that. <laughs> Seismitoad is the next boy. He vibrates. I don't know why I said that. Uh, You're not he has wrong. Holding leftovers. Uh, ability Water Absorb. He takes that hit from some of our following team members, which you will see. EVs are 252 HP, 252 Defense, so he is a tank slash support. He runs a relaxed nature, because who needs speed? Stealth Rock, to help deal with like Focus Sash and Sturdy and mm-hmm. Scald, Earthquake, and Toxic. Very standard Seismitoad set. Take us home, Whimsicott. We got two more to... I will. We've got a speedy, speedy boy that needs no setup. Salazzle with a choice scarf. I'm sorry, I said the speedy boy. It's a Salazzle. It's a girl. That's true. It has, <laughs> it has a timid nature for defense, 252 special attack and 252 speed, of course. And it's running Fire Blast, Sludge Wave, Hidden Power Grass, because Seismitoad, and Dragon Pulse. And just saying, good luck getting a Salazzle with Hidden Power Grass. Breeding <laughs> <laughs> that is nonsense. Oh, oh my, my goodness. It must be. Oh my goodness. Salazzle should have been the Moth Pokemon of the episode. Give that out. <laughs> Maybe next week. We'll just do the same team again, see if anybody notices. I like that. <laughs> I may or may not have done that one. Well, no, there was a team that like I ended up workshopping with somebody else, and we ended up flopping some things around, and I, we ended up using that same team twice on the show. Oh. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, you do want hazards up on your opponent's side, but you don't want them on yours because your people are frail. So you have dumb fun with leftovers, the sturdy ability, an adamant nature, 252 HP, 252 attack, 4 speed, and it has rapid spin, earthquake, knockoff, and ice shard. It's the most standard Donphan you will ever see. It's Donphan. He's mm-hmm. cool. Also, I learned this week that Donphan has access to water gun uh, in his move what? pool. Oh, okay, that's really cool. I like that. Before the Sun and Moon meta ends, we got a Hydro Vortex Donphan, okay? Well, that needs to happen. Now I'm imagining having, like, a pool party with Donphan, and, like, it's... The Donphan is working on the slip and slide. It's through Virtual Console. Water Gun used to be a TM. I mean, it's an elephant. It makes sense. Oh, that's true. I'm digging it. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's totally the reason. It sprays things with its trunk. Actually, I'm good with that. That makes sense, lore-wise. Yeah, give me Water Gun Donphan. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. But yeah, this is the team. If you are a patron, we are going to be giving out the shiny Slurpuff this week on the show. We've had some hiccups in the past couple of weeks. We're catching up on the on the Patreon distribution, so bear with us. But Slurpuff will be up there this week. You'll be able to get your shiny Slurpuff if you're at the $5 tier or higher. Other than that, though, that is it. We are going to shift gears and we're going to kick it on over to the mailbag. And welcome to The Mailbag. The Mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Toros. The energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves. And as always, we'll give out the Green Taurus (laughs) badge if we remember. 
And so we got a few emails this week. We want to know what your favorite combination of trainers would be for Pokemon Masters. And I hope you guys have uh, good answers for that. So we are going to, if you want to email the show as well, and you want to be part of this segment, you can do so at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. We appreciate every email you guys get. We read all of them, maybe not on the show. We're going to try. I need to start using that unread email segment again. We just got bombarded with emails during that uh, bring back national decks thing. Like bombarded, like quite literally bombarded. And I just haven't been able to keep up. So we will we will hopefully get that back going. So our first email this week is from 10 Little Men. You got this, Scrawn. Yep. Ola Thatch and his magnificent co-hosts. 10 Little Men has returned once again to write into this week's mailbag. Before diving into the news, I'd like to let you all know what I've been up to in Pokemon lately, as I feel it is relevant to the current conversation surrounding Dexit. I've been having a blast playing the old Pokemon Mystery Dungeon games. At one point while playing, I stopped and asked myself why I ever stopped enjoying such a wonderful series, and then the deja vu struck. I realized that this wasn't the first time a series I loved stripped away the Pokemon. And with that, let's talk news. I've been told more than once in my life that if you have nothing nice to say, then don't say anything at all. While that is a statement I fundamentally fundamentally disagree with, I think I'll give Masuda a break and follow it for now. I'm happy Masuda made a statement, but that's all I have left to say if you catch my drift. So enough of that, let's talk Pokemon Masters. First, it should be known that gacha games are a festering cancerous tumor that suck away my optimism for the future of gaming. Gacha games are ethically bankrupt, cynically designed monstrosities that exist for the sole purpose of preying on vulnerable people to hoard as much money as possible. So, all that off my chest, I'm still more excited for Pokemon Masters than I am for Sword and Shield. <laughs> now, That's to- such a big piece of shade right there. Yeah, I love it. It's uh, true. Now, now, don't get me wrong. <laughs> oh my goodness. Sword and Shield are almost definitely going to be the objectively better games between the two. However, Pokemon Masters has greatly exceeded my expectations as opposed to the train wreck that is Sword and Shield right now. Masters looks great and is oozing with a classic Pokemon charm and personality. My dream team is Giovanni, Steven, and the future alt root skin Ruby from Pokemon Adventures. 20 mysterious flip-flops, 10 little men, clear the dungeon. I would be so happy with uh, alt skin <laughs> Ruby from Pokemon. Any alt skin anybody from Pokemon Adventures. I'd be okay. Honestly, with. yes. The the thing that got me so far is so they've been slowly announcing like the Pokemon and their partners or the partners the the Pokemon that are with, partnered with certain characters right now that they've revealed, and the one that really got me and made me go, man, what a money grab! Because before I was going to be like, yeah, I'll play I'll play Pokemon Masters Freemium and it'll be great because you can do that with Pokemon here or Fire Emblem Heroes and it's decent. And so what got me uh, and hurt my soul the most was they announced Red and his partner was Charizard. And I'm just like, I'm like in any, in any, what is the word I'm thinking of? Um, Like version of Red. The only one that did Charizard was the time they were really trying to beef up Charizard's like two mega forms in the Pokemon origin series because yeah. Red in the manga canonically chose Bulbasaur. Yeah. And then on Mount Silver, he actually has all of them and he chose all of them because um, at that point in the manga, he actually had traded with uh, the other Pokemon trainers and he ended up with all three of them at that time. So that's what, uh, but yeah, it's, it's weird and it's stupid and it makes me feel sad. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, Ruby is my favorite character from Ruby Pokemon Adventures. Yeah. So I, I'm all for this. Fun fact about Ten Little Men, as we record, it is his birthday. Oh, it is his birthday today. Happy birthday, nice. Ten Little Men. Um, 
So our next email is Lord Corvidic. Howdy, Puckle Crew. Gotta sit kind of uh gotta say, kinda looking forward to Pokemon Masters. Kinda not looking forward to having to make space on my phone for it, but hey, what can you do? From the trainers we've seen so far, I would probs go to a dream team of Red and Charizard. Ah. Mm. <laughs> Cynthia and Guardchamp. It's a Guardchamp, I gotta. And Thornton and Bronzong. Not because I remember who Thornton is. Heck, I remember Ramos better than I remember him at this point. <laughs> but because Bronzong can prop soak up hits and it would props help. I what like that. It's Thor- just says oh props God. and probs. Uh, Thornton is the battle bra- uh, battle factory brain in the second version of the Battle Frontier. Oh, oh boy. Anyway, hope y'all are having a great day. Can't wait for Thatch's next Black Nuzlocke. It happened already, man. It happens every every Thursday and probably later today. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. It's either going to be IKEA or Black Nuzlocke. I haven't decided. Um, <laughs> And so that is uh, that is it from Lord Corbinick. <laughs> How about Black Nuzlocke at IKEA? I don't. I can't do that. It's just not possible to stream it. I'm sorry. Um, I I'm not live. I'm not becoming a live streamer either. I refuse to become like a like like a just follow me around streamer. Um, unless we do like a 12 hour stream again, maybe I'd consider it. Like, oh, Thatch is gonna go get tacos. Thatch um, live stream cringe compilation. Yeah. That already exists. If you watch this Wednesday stream, that already exists. It's okay. Um, Just go up to people and challenge them to Pokemon battles and they punch you. (laughs) All right. So this next email is going to be from Shira. All right. She writes, hello, fellow Pokemon fans. And hi, Ryan. Hi, Ryan. It's been a while and work has oh, been Oh, I forgot to say crazy. hi to Ryan today. Hi, Ryan. It's fine. It's fine. Sure, I remember. He, he's actually in Japan right now. Oh. Um, yeah, he's in Japan. He'll be back by the time this is out. But um, yeah, he's in Japan. He's been sending, he's been constantly texting me pictures of Pokemon centers that he's going to. <laughs> I bet. But continue. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry yeah, for the sorry, Ryan, sorry. for the Ryan, uh, for the Ryan uh, side note. Um <laughs> It's been a while, and work has been pretty crazy. After the whole National Dexit debacle, the joy for the new game vanished for a bit. But now, after seeing the latest trailer with Gigantamaxing, something sparked, and I tried to focus on the positive aspects of the game, of which there are many. Raids will be so fun, the wild area and I really hope a better design option for the avatars via customization. Of course, there's also the whole potato bit joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, potatoes. <laughs> the potato thing feels kind of bad. I'm not gonna uh, lie. <laughs> we should, we should, we should get Aussie and British gent to tell us how offended they are by that. I don't know if they're the people that would be offended because they're they're from the UK. They're not from Ireland, Northern Ireland, or the Republic of Ireland. Okay, so. Um, I'm really liking a lot of the new Pokemon. Not Impidimp, of course. Oh yeah, sister. Um, it really doesn't look like a Pokemon. But more of a bad cartoon from another series like the Smurfs. You're not wrong. Okay. I've said this before, but it's like the mascot for a campy 70s anime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminds me a lot of um, Excalibur from Soul Eater. Yamper and Alcremie are so great, though. I really like this two so far, and the fact that one can turn into a giant cake gives it quite a few points. I wish they'd made different colors or flavors of Alcremie with different berry toppings, like a light blue one with orange berries on top. Oh, missed Ooh, opportunity. I would love that. Yeah. 
Looking forward to seeing the shiny version. I heard a rumor that Rolly Coley might turn into something like a diamond, because it's coal, which fits nicely with the UK region. So, Diancy again? No. <laughs> it evolves into carving. <laughs> oh, <Exactly>. no. <laughs> I'm still hoping for Love Disc to make the cut, since it's one of my favorites. Some people have said that one has to get hard skills from something, so maybe I'll get lucky and they'll put it into the decks. That's a decent point, actually. Um, to keep the positive vibe going, what is your favorite new upcoming feature that you've seen so far? You can only pick one. Mm. Is Wulu a feature? Mine, mine's definitely raid battles. Like, I, I think raid battles are probably like the saving grace of it for me. Just because it's something that, like, one, it's just a cool new avenue to play with your friends. And that's just something we haven't had in Pokemon forever. Like, at all. Like, outside of battling and trading. And I, I really like I really like the co-op experience. I'd say wild area because I want to screenshot my trainer getting chased down by a machoke in an open field. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think my question stands. Does Vulu count as a feature? Because if it does, that's my answer. Anyway, um, on a side note, just for fun, Thatch has been saying for a while that Puckle is the first point on the Google search engine in favor of the peeps, People Union for Civil Liberties. However. It is not the case when using when using Ecosia. What's Ecosia? Well, exactly. That's my point. I mean, um, are you going to use Alta yeah. Vista next? Like, your bing? Uh, what's whatever? Um, have a great time, y'all, and keep up the fantastic work, which I look forward to every week. Well, thank you. Love, Shira. Wonderful. Okay, and that is it for the emails. If you guys want to email us next week, you can email us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com and let us know what you think of Gigantamaxing. Do you like it? Do you hate it? How do you feel about it being certain Pokemon of a certain species? Uh, could you eat an entire Gigantamax Alcremie? No, I could not. That is, <laughs> that's just, I don't know how all, so like I look at that and then I look at my stomach, like I look down and I go, how does that get in there? You know? And it's just not happening. <laughs> So my question is, if you eat a baby Alcremie and then a Gigantamax is inside of you, what happens? You die. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, if the Alcremie doesn't die, for, why are we talking about this? This is terrible. <laughs> All right, continuing. Um, so if you want to do that, you can go ahead. You could do You could go ahead and email us at pucklepodcast.com and let us know what your thoughts are on Gigantamaxing. Um, uh, Green Taurus badge. I don't know who doesn't have it. I mean, uh, if Shira doesn't have it, she Shira, you have it. A decent attitude and a decent question. Yep, so we'll get it to I'm her. All for it. She also said hi to Ryan. Yeah, uh, that's that's, <laughs> that's, point. that's the most important part, I think. Um, I've been trying to I've been trying to keep it going. He sends his girlfriend uh, the show and timestamps with it when I say hi to him. By the way, oh my gosh, <laughs> I saw her awesome. last night and he told she was telling me about it. Um, okay, but I can I digress. If you want to keep up with Puckle and you want to keep doing some awesome stuff, check us out on our social media channels over at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, Puckle Podcast at all of those places. You can, of course, find us uh, doing cool other content on the Puckle Plus feed where you can check out the TCG Cast Game Corner and uh, Puckle Live. And then, of course, you can also see other cool things that Puckle does over on YouTube. We're almost to a thousand subs. We're almost there. We're like 9-11 last I checked. Oh, that's a bad thing to say now that I said it out loud. Um, we're at 911. It, so 89 people just like go over there, subscribe to our YouTube so we can get repartnered. We'd really appreciate it. Um, and then, of course, um, we also do battles over there. And that's where the Black Nuzlocke's getting posted after it's on Twitch. 
Um, people apparently like me and watching me in pain. So go over there if you're that kind of person. And then, of course, you could go over to Twitch and watch me, myself, um, and uh, Jushiro and Orange Avenger play various different Pokemon games Monday through Thursday right now, actually, which is really cool. It's a Monday through Thursday schedule. Um, just go over to twitch.tv slash the Puckle Podcast because we lost Puckle Podcast in the whole Justin TV switchover. And uh, yeah, I think that's everything, right? I think that's everything I usually do. Oh, go over. If you want to help support the show, you could do so in a couple of ways. One, you could go sub over at Twitch with your Twitch Prime subscription or just money if you want. Um, but then, of course, you could go over to our T Public store, pick up some cool Puckle designs, some cool Pokemon designs. I haven't actually looked around for any cool Gen 8 stuff yet. There might be some cool Gen 8 art that we can put on the store. And then, of course, you can go ahead and... Uh, Go to Patreon at patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast. It's a great way to support us. You can get f- actual Summer League badges for your hands. Um, and yeah, those are getting sent out on Monday for uh, the June rewards and the July rewards will hopefully be sent out the following Monday. Uh, I believe that is everything, guys. So yeah, um, I am Trainer Thatch. I am Scrum. And I am the Fluffiest Whimsicott. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. And as always, we here at Puckle would like to thank our patrons who help make the show possible. So thank you to Greg, Viger, Corey, Duly Noted, Ten Little Men, Wing Zero, Eighty Seven, Rob, Josh, Keegan, Ilaria, Sean, Michael, Paul, Dexio, Christian, Miguel, Apollo, Rotted Mushroom, Mister Panda, Titan Killer, Lane, Lord Corbinick, Brian, Seth Vilo, Wade, Marcus, Kinkovic, and Harmonia, Alolan Dergs, Tank. Uh, Samuel, Claude Nine, Bodtech, Chris, Swampertata, Tori, Steve, Josh, 
Doc McStuffles, Cody, the Golden Klefki, the British Gent, Trevor, Mark, TJ Vantrol, Doc Knox, Dennis, Echo, Jonathan, Disco Calypso. That's so much fun to say. Taylor, Charles, Colt, Maxie, Shambles, Justin, Tim, Andrew, Old Man Tub, David Kennedy, Dark Shaggy 06, Chris, Jeremy, Louise, Franco, Justin, Locke, Jordan, Zach, Jonathan, Graham, Greg, Alec, Mikey, Kevin, Josh, Dark Flame, Halfful Reviews, Sparky, Coop, Jordan, Nick, Dylan, Huitku, Shira, Smacky the Frog, Ironcaster, Kevin, Orange Avenger, Dylan, Thomas, Curtis, Anime Gravy, Hazelnut, Joshua, Joseph, um, Travy, Cordell, Julie, and the real EV. Thank you to every one of you uh, that make help the show possible. Uh, we can just do awesome things with that. And I hope you uh, look forward to your rewards in the mail coming out. They should be sent out uh, as soon as this episode sent out or probably Tuesday. I'm, I'm finishing up the packaging. They'll be out on Tuesday. So we will catch you guys on the flip flop. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.